to another episode of Talking With WIT, Kevin and Son. And our show is all about people you should know. This episode is brought to you by RMK Productions and the 10 United Podcast Network. Through the power of story, our mission is to uplift, inspire through the power of the voice. Share stories and experiences and perspectives using the framework of teaching, learning, and modeling. Our purpose is very simple helping other people every single day. And today we have a very special guest. She just happens to be a friend. You've heard me say that before. I do have some very intelligent and highly motivated uh, friends that are doing great things. And we're also celebrating uh, Women's Week. And she is gonna be my first guest to um, be showcased and featured because she is an entrepreneur. She is a, um, uh, a business um, woman, uh, Latina. Okay, so she represents the melanated uh, population up here. She is a good friend, a mother, uh, a wife, a citizen. And for those of you that are not aware of uh, what National, International Women's Week uh, is, it's a celebration of education and awareness surrounding women and, and gender issues. And focusing on the five pillars of building relationships, self-knowledge, sexual assault, interpersonal violence, health and self-image and leadership and development. And we'll tap in on that uh, in just a little bit, but I wanna introduce everyone from the US to on the other side of the globe. That's how far we reach people. Um, I wanna introduce you to Miss Christina Johnson. Welcome to Talking With WIT, Kevin and Son. How you doing sis? Hey Kevin, I'm doing well. It's always a pleasure to see your face on these podcasts. And listen to the way you host your interviews. I'd love it. Well, we love having you. And you have no idea how excited um, I am to be able to showcase and to tell your story. Because a lot of people don't know your story that's not within your personal circle. Um, your business circle, they, they know you as um, being a marketing uh, mogul. And we'll talk about that. But I want to create a story. So 20 years from now when your daughter mm -hmm. um, plays this back and she sits back and she looks at her beautiful Latino mama. And then when your newborn son, cause I'm telling the world now you're expecting, is that okay? Yes. All right. She's expecting a little boy. And remember I said, Kevin is a great name. Um, um, so just, just <laughs> kind of remember that. We'll talk to your husband. Um, you've been in, in that relationship for 14 years. You have a uh, seven year old daughter. You currently are residing someplace in one of the third largest cities in the country, Houston. But before all of this, if we were kind of to rewind and go back to um, Christina, if I was asking your mother today to tell your story, how would your mother tell your story? That's a really good question. Um, I think that my to tell my story, I think, like a lot of people, um, you know, I was born under, uh, you know, lower middle class means. Um, you know, my dad is from Mexico, so he uh, came to the States when he was young with my grandmother. And, um, you know, my mother, she's from Austin, Texas. And the immigrant mindset is so much different. Um, you know, whenever you come to the States, my, my grandmother brought my father here for a better life. And that's really how it all started with him coming to the United States and meeting my mother in Austin, Texas. Um, but 
you know, I would say that growing up, I have another, I have an older brother and my parents, um, and growing up, I would say that hard work was definitely something that was pushed into our, our psyche very, very early. Um, my dad, he mowed lawns for a living. He did everything that he could to help support our family. So growing up is really what I saw was my dad working hard. My mom had a um, receptionist job at the time at a title company. Um, and so it was just very, I, I grew up with very hardworking parents, a very loving family. I always had everything that I needed. Um, I never wanted for anything because they made sure that they worked really hard for that. But my father definitely has been a huge driving force in my life because he's always pushed us to do better, be better, and to get the education. And that's really because he didn't have that. So a lot of my life growing up was, you know, watching my parents work hard, um, you know, having fun with family. We're, as you know, most Latinos are very family oriented. We love being around family. And that's, I had a really good childhood growing up. I mean, to be honest, but those hardworking things really set early for me. Um, the mindset was very early to really drive to do more. And um, as growing up, my, my mother, you know, got higher in her career. My father started in the automotive industry and started making money for our family and put us all through college, uh, through hard work. And it wasn't easy, but me and my brother both have an education um, that I would definitely say is, is really mainly because of my dad, because he pushed us. All right. So um, I, I'm just curious because, you know, growing up special, I won't say different. We, we, we both grew up in, in, in a world where um, the images of what people see of us without knowing who we are and what we stand for are different. And I know Houston, Texas is, is a tough place to um, not be lighter and brighter, if I can say that. If that's mm -hmm. not politically correct, I'll say white. Um, and going through high school, any issues? Um, because, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, I will say this, and I hope I don't offend anyone uh, with the Me Too. Um, your, your, your family, I know your husband. Um, your daughter, I know you. Um, extremely beautiful people, but a lot of times people do not see the beauty, especially the beauty in their heart. And that's what you, know, you and I have always talked about. I see beauty from inside, not the physical. Yes. Um, challenges in, in, in Houston that uh, molded you and said, to say that when I get to a point in life, I have control of my life, I'm going to do things different. Did that ever, that conversation ever cross your mind or was everything in life as a child easy peasy for you? No, it definitely wasn't easy. I'll say growing up, uh, we grew up in a very diverse neighborhood. So our neighborhood, there were more, you know, um, Hispanic, Black, uh, I would say Asian, like that was the majority. So um, white was definitely the minority where we grew up. Um, so, you know, um, I would say the schools and the education weren't as, as good, um, especially when it came to um, elementary, middle school. Um, you know, you, you definitely have friends where you've had some friends go the right way and some friends go the wrong way. And I think that it, if a lot, especially in those communities, it's the parents. I mean, it's it's really what's being told by the parents and, and what's happening in the house that's really going to help that person um, decide which road to take. And my parents have always been really uh, supportive of me and, you know, very always telling me to do better, always telling me to shoot for the stars. But I'll tell you that growing up and becoming a young Latina, especially after you graduate from college and you go into the professional world, 
um, you know, as a woman and a minority, you realize very quickly that you're going to have to work a lot harder and longer hours and other people because you want to you have a few things against you per se um, to some people, unfortunately, and that's really just the way the world works. But I'll tell you that you just learn very quickly that you have to work a lot harder um, to make your mark. And that's something that I learned early and I realized. And then also to have that confidence in yourself, because it's very easy to not have the confidence when you are you looked at a certain way. But then when somebody might not know you, so they'll see you a certain way. And like you said, but then you get to know the inside and you get to know the person, you get to know their knowledge. And they're like, wow, like this person really knows what they're talking about. So it takes a little bit more to peel that onion. Um, when, when you get into the professional world, I will, I will be very honest about that, especially when I was in my younger twenties. But you, okay. Fast forward to going to college, you picked a career that if you go back and look at diversity within media, mm -hmm. you went into broadcast journalism. Yes, right? I did. Yes. That, that that's like saying I'm going to get a degree and have no chance of getting a job. Uh, uh, <laughs> and you still went ahead and did it. Graduated from the University of, of Houston. Yes. You're also um, an ambassador for elevating uh, women in business. Yes. Um, why did you pick that field of all the things that you you could have done that could have provided you a great life? You you picked the 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 one door that you literally had to have a nuclear weapon to. Uh, Pry open to say opportunity is here. Why <laughs> broadcasting or journalism? You know, it always it always fascinated me. The news always fascinated me, and I wanted to be that person. I wanted to be that person in the chair, interviewing people. I mean, I just love it. I love having that communication, and it was something that was challenging and it was fun. Um, and that's really what drew me to it. And I love the people that I met along the way. Funny thing that you say that is because um, I did have, you know, my life would have been completely different. But after I graduated, I had a interview in Abilene, Texas, and I almost got the job. It was where my first broadcaster role. So I was going to have to move to Abilene, Texas by college, you know, college station. It was going to be a completely different life. And it ended up being between me and somebody who had more experience, which I'm pretty sure many young people know it's hard because if, if you don't have the experience, but somebody has to let you in the door, right? Somebody has to let you in to get the experience. So you, it's kind of a double-edged sword. And that's what happened. They chose somebody over me. And then, um, you know, I was a little bit let down, but I kept on looking for other broadcast roles and a radio role came, came up and, it, you know, I had somebody call me and say, Hey, would you like to do market reporting for a business radio station? I said, sure. Why not? I figured, okay, I'll go into TV later. And I went into radio and I started broadcasting for this station here in Houston. It was a uh, biz radio 1320. And I worked two years talking about stocks and bonds and I wasn't really interested in it, but I was getting the, the exposure that I wanted at the time. Um, so I never went back into television after that. I, I went into radio and then I went into a public relations job with Comcast is where I started my first large career. And they, I realized they paid more. So, you know, as a broadcaster, you have to pay your dues and it takes a while to get there. And so whenever I, whenever I went to Comcast, the pay was more. And at that point, the money talked and I was still able to use those communication skills. So I would say it, it was a win-win looking back. It would, my life would have been completely different. Well, I'm glad that um, you had that experience. I'm glad your, your, your life is what it is today. Um, yes. Absolutely. You're, you're the CEO of KJ Marketing Group. It's 
strategic marketing agency. Um, you're in the third largest city. We said uh, Houston. And uh, I know from personal experience, my company has used you. I'm very impressed. If anyone has seen the, the Super Bowl ad that we uh, created, it was done by yours truly uh, and her team. Wonderful team. They hashed out. They made us work. Um, they gave us a lot of very constructive um, uh, advice. We followed their lead. Um, so if anyone is looking to uh, up their game in social media and so forth, KG Marketing um, is the company. They were also one of my um, first couple of sponsors that sponsored um, RMK Productions and my podcast, Talking with Kevin, when we were nobody. Just remember that. They sponsored us when we didn't have a bunch of followers. They didn't have a bunch of likes. We only had a couple of podcasts out. And I'm going to say the same thing that Mark Randolph said with Netflix. People don't invest in the product. They invest in the people making the product. There you go. So um, let's go ahead and open up the doors before we talk about International uh, Women's uh, Week and how that applies to you and why. And that's the reason why I'm having you on here. CEO of KJ Marketing. Tell us about that. How did that come about? You go from working for someone else to working for yourself. <laughs> dream, living the dream. Living the dream, Kevin. Well, I'll tell you, I love the entrepreneur mindset. I love working with businesses that are just starting. And when you were starting this podcast, I just loved your vision. And it's so fun. It's even more gratifying to be a part of something like that when you see it grow. So I just, you know, thank you for letting us work with you on that video. And, and we really, we, I enjoyed it. We really enjoyed doing that with you. So I worked in advertising and marketing for over a decade before I started KJ Marketing Group. And what really drove me to become an entrepreneur, even start the business was really behind, like you said, people follow people. It was me helping people because I saw that there was a huge lack in the detail needed from agencies. And I wanted to change the way that agencies do business. And that's why, and move it from more of a transactional approach to more of a consult, you know, consultative approach, consultative approach rather, and just really understand what the business needs and understand what people's goals are and not just take an order and let's go and let's just see what the report looks like. I wanted to be more involved. And um, that's how I started it. And the funny thing is, is that I started the same year COVID happened. So it was... Mm. Very interesting. I, uh, my husband was relocated to Philadelphia. That's how you and I met Kevin. Right. And I started the company because I had a decision to make. I was working with Comcast at the time as a sales manager. And I had a decision either I try to apply and go to Comcast in Philly, because that's really where the corporate office is, or I would start my own company. And the way that I did that is I sat three clients down. This is, it all happened with a conversation, which is really interesting because you think to yourself, oh, I'm going to do this later. I'm, I'm going to have an agency well, you know, after I finish my career in, in advertising and marketing. And I never realized that it could happen now. So I sat down three clients that I adore and I just love, you know, working with them and helping them with their business. And I asked him for the opportunity. I wasn't afraid to ask. And I said, you know what? I really want to take over your marketing. I think I could be a really big asset to you because at the time I was only focusing and able to consult on the things I was selling, the product or services I was selling at the time. And I wanted to dig deeper. And they all said yes. And that's really how it happened. It was with three clients and they said yes. And um, they were like, when can you start? And that's pretty much how it happened. Uh, KJ Marketing Group grew overnight in that way. And there was a lot of hustle and bustle, but 
like I said, it's all about people. And it was just having the conversation and not being afraid to ask for it. Asking and you shall receive. Um, real quick, since we brought up your company, KJ Marketing, um, yes. people are probably sitting there with pen and paper thinking, how can I get in touch with you? Real quick, before we move in, I want to talk a little bit about your 14-year uh, relationship in your business. I wanted to give a big shout out to your, your daughter. Um, we'll talk about the ba baby coming up. And then um, we want to go ahead and honor your position um, as part of um, not only being a Latina, but Women's International Week and what that is. And we'll go from there. So if you could really um, tell us, how do, how do people get in touch with you? Uh, you, can call, you can look at the website and get an idea for who we are and what we do. My website is www.kjmarketinggroup.com. And you can also check our Instagram handle. It's at KJ Marketing Group, um, Facebook as well, and also on LinkedIn. If you want to shoot us an email, you can call us, or excuse me, email us at info at kjmarketinggroup.com, or you can call us at 805-264-1465. So there's all the ways that you can get a hold of us, but all that information is on the website if you don't have time to write it down. And I will tell you people, because she is extremely busy, if you're not about business, um, don't call that number, all right? Because she, you, she is all about business. I, I will tell you, don't waste her time because... Uh, she's a personal friend and I'm very direct. I'm going, don't waste her time. She is all about business. Now, 14 years, you've been in a marriage. You have a seven-year-old daughter. You just relocated from Philadelphia back to Houston because of your husband's job. And you uh, are, are taking on, on an additional role. The dynamics of women in business and yes. happy life, home life, um, because a lot of women are saying, what if I want to, I wish I could, but... Um, I want you to paint a picture for that woman that has a great idea. She's ambitious. She's got some world experience. She still has a young child at home. She's got a husband that's putting, that got hired for a 40 hour uh, work week, but he's working 62 hours for the same um, 40 hours. How does that conversation and how does the dynamics at home work out mm -hmm. with you being so successful um, and still being a wife? and a mother. How does that work out? An expecting mother. Yes. Oh, yeah. That even puts a little bit, a little bit more to the story, right? Yeah. No, I, I'll tell you it's, I don't have the answer. Um, I, I wish I had the answer because everybody's situation is completely different, but I do have advice uh, for, for me. I have a very great husband. He has always been very supportive of what I do and we, we support each other. I've actually moved out of the state for him twice uh, to support his dreams. And of course, he has supported my dreams in plenty of ways as well. So when I wanted to do this, he really pushed me because it was outside of my comfort zone. And so for personally, just to have that cheerleader there to push me and to be my rock for me was something that was very helpful in starting this business. Um, but as a mother, it's definitely something that you have to practice. You have to be mindful of it every day. And it's not always going to be the same every day. I truly believe that my family has so much that I need to give. Um, I need to give to them and that they deserve my attention just as much as my company does. So trying to balance that is very, very difficult. What I like to do is wake up early, as early as I can in the morning uh, with my first cup of coffee and get as much done as I can before my daughter wakes up. 
that gives me some alone time and my time to just start the day. Um, that's really kind of how I personally get ahead of the day. And being an entrepreneur, you know, you're going to have a lot of freedom to start the day whenever you want, but you will realize really quickly if you started earlier, that's going to help you in balancing your work life because you'll get things done sooner. And then sometimes at night, sometimes when my daughter goes to sleep, if I have to catch up on something, I'll do that at night. But I always take that, you know, that I would say, I wouldn't even say 530, to be honest, sometimes about try to about 530 to nine o'clock to have for my family for dinner, um, really having that time to just decompress and relax with my family. And then the weekends as well. Um, as an entrepreneur, you'll learn very fast that you will be working all the time, especially on the weekends, but you have to be able to carve that time out or quite fr frankly, you'll get burnt out. And that's something that's going to really, and that can happen very fast when you have your own business. So given your time, yourself time to just decompress with your family will make you even a stronger business owner the next day and ready for the next day instead of burnout. So I'm still practicing it, Kevin, to be honest with you. It's, it's an everyday thing, but I'm very mindful of that. And there are some days my daughter will come in my office and she'll say, mommy, are you done working? And then the, the, you know, the light bulb and the rings go, the sirens go off in my head and I say, okay, it's time to put things down. Um, so I would just tell women, you know, try to manage your day, try to have, always have that downtime with your family, no matter how that works for you. Some people, it might be in the morning. Some people, they might have that time during the day or at night, but whatever works for you, just keep staying mindful of that every day. And, I, and, I, and I'm going to say this, um, especially to, to my listeners and female listeners that are on the fence. You know, my, my son said early on when I was starting my, my podcast business, and I'm a planner, I overthink things. And my son asked me, he goes, how do you uh, learn to swim? And uh, I said, hire a coach because, you know, for 40 years, I've been training people. And he says, no, dad, you just get in the water. You know, he says, sooner or later, you'll learn to swim. I agree. Um, I agree. The other thing I always say that you're only as strong as your last no. And one of the things that I, I know about you and your family, and I want people to un understand the dynamics. Christina has a very strong, confident man that supports her, protects her, runs interference for her yes, and sacrifices for her so her dream can live. Her, Christina is the first example of what a strong, independent, loving wife and mother is and what she gives to society and her, her faith. She's that example. So I already knew the answer when I asked the question, but I know there's a lot of other people that are on the fence about starting their dream or chasing their dream. That's saying, you know, one day, if I could, when I could, and the best time to start a business is uh, right now. Um, Absolutely. And next... I will say Kevin, oh, sorry, yeah. Kevin. Go ahead. I think I forgot to say that you're so right. I think a lot of people get inside their head. If you think about it too much, you're going to come up with a reason why you shouldn't. And I think that is something to really think about. Um, even if you're thinking about opening a business, say you're not ready to actually do it, but you want to, I would definitely suggest anybody make sure that you establish very early on, number one, what your goals are. Number two, what product or service that you're going to sell. And then number three, just make a small business plan. It doesn't have to be big because that business plan will grow with your business. But start writing down the things. What are the products you want to sell? What does the competition look like? What are your financials? How do you want to um, brand your company? How do you want to be seen? 
All of these things are very important and you can start that without doing anything else right now, just coming up with the ideas. I think it really is the first step in starting. And of course, having some type of nest egg, whatever that is for you, that's going to make you feel better about starting a business, having some saved on the side, just in case something happens, or just in case even business expenses come up because it, it, it costs money to start a business. Um, especially when you're getting your website implemented and all that, those are the first things that you're going to do. So don't feel like you have to make the decision overnight, start making those plans. So that way, when you do decide uh, it's a go, you have that ready already. Um, and so that's what I would definitely recommend to anybody who's any woman that wants to start the business, start making your plan now, and it'll make it a lot easier when you actually push this, push the start button. All right. March 8th, 2022 yes. is the week international week of the woman i've said this from the day that i i started my podcast that women rule the world and i don't know why just like black history week is only 28 days i mean month is only 28 days beyonce said that too kevin yeah like... it should it, it should be the international uh world of women uh and the five pillars of building relationships between women and women internationally um, it should be the uh, world uh, international relationship of self-knowledge of women at burning the bridge of um, um, body shaming and, and, and uh, shaming based on your, your size, your color of your skin, the, the lack of whatever language you speak in whatever country you represent. It should be the uh, world acknowledgement of sexual assault and interpersonal violence. That should be closed. I'm doing doing a whole series on sex traffic and whatever. Um, mm -hmm. No man should ever put his hand on a female. And we need to cut down the violence against uh, women and trafficking. And the thing about health and self-image. And then a thing that I would like to add to you, you probably haven't even thought about it. You should be a paid speaker because I've had conversation with you on so many different levels. You have so much knowledge. Uh, and information, you should be standing in front of hundreds of, of, of women living the dream and sharing your dream with you. But you've started a PR company along with KJ Marketing. And I want to know the difference between, um, and I don't know how you separate this and how your interpretation of the International Week of Women, I say world. Um, <laughs> life. Um, I can say a lot of the other things. Well, I love women. I will tell you, I love brilliant, smart women. I love ambitious women and I stand and support them. We'll have them on the show 24 seven. I know this is not about me, but PR, KJ marketing, are they the same? What's the difference between PR and what you do in KJ marketing? That is an awesome question. That's a great question. I actually started in public relations and then went into marketing later on. Um, so I was able to get the, um, you know, get an idea of what both are, but the main difference, and they really go hand in hand. And you'll realize that whenever you have your business that you can't have just marketing without PR and you can't just have PR without marketing. So public relations and marketing, um, marketing is more focused on promoting and selling a specific product. So you're still using that, you're branding your business in that way as well, but it's always going to be around promoting a product and targeting that consumer that you're, that is most likely to buy your product. So that's where the marketing comes in. Now, the public relations, on the other hand, is focused on maintaining a positive reputation for your company as a whole. So that will be coming from, let's say, any type of community, community relations that you do for your business. 
Um, building relations with media and influencers is always a good one, especially now it's really the era of the influencers. So that's a really good, this is a really great time to start getting with influencers to um, talk about your product. Speaking opportunities, like you said, press releases um, on any type of product launches. So all of that will go hand in hand with your marketing, but they are definitely different. Um, like I said, one is marketing a product or service. The other one is mainly, you know, pushing the reputation of your company and building that brand. What do people perceive? What are they thinking when they hear about your brand? And it's, it's perception. All right. That's the main difference. Explaining uh, International Women's Week to your daughter. Um, we're going to use this as a little clip. Look, look into the camera, talk directly to your daughter and explain to her um, what International uh, Women's Week means and how she can position herself in order for her to be on my podcast when she turns 18. So we got 11 years. All right. <laughs> She'll love that. She loves to talk, like I told you earlier. So International Women's Week, actually, it's, it's actually for the full month. As a month where we set aside and we honor contributions in history um, that have been done by women in history. And I know that we do that. I mean, there's a lot of things that have been done by both women and men, but we really want to highlight that, especially now, as we really look at more of a gen you know, gender equality and really celebrating successes and, um, you know, with women against biases. And a few women that I would like to highlight that have personally made a change for me, number one being Eleanor, Eleanor Roosevelt, um, wife of Franklin D. Roosevelt. And what's so great about her, in my opinion, is that she really changed the way that women came in as the first lady. Um, she got really involved in politics. And then you can see after that, the first ladies changed the way that they communicated with the public and they really got into these issues, um, especially when it comes to gender issues. And I really love that and that she was able to do that. So she's one of the big influencers for me. Um, another few that I'd like to highlight, number one is Frida Kahlo. She's a Mexican painter. Um, I'm not sure. There's actually a movie about her with Selma Hayek, but she had a lot of personal tragedy. And despite, despite that, she actually became the one of the most famous Mexican painters in history. And so she definitely has been a personal influence for, in my life. And then another one, of course, would be Oprah Winfrey. I mean, you can't really say women in success in history without talking about her. Um, you know, she started in a low rated radio program. And right now she owns her own network, own, which we all know about. So these are women that, I mean, there's millions more, but these are just some of them that we can highlight and really pay homage to as us women start our own businesses and start our um, you know, our drive and our, whatever our um, goals are. I think it's important to know that other women have done it. We have 12.3 million business, uh, women business owners in the nation right now. And so that's really showing you that there are women doing it. And this should be a good influence on us to, to follow our dreams. And what about um, uh, a woman right now? What best advice would you give her for opening up her own business right now? I would say, I would say, Go into it with passion and make sure that you're committed to it. I think those are the few, those are the few things I can definitely say. And I know it sounds so cliche to say, to say passion, but I'll tell you, it's not always easy, especially in the beginning. You have to really love what you do and wake up loving what you do for you to be able to go through those up and downs. So as long as you love it and you have a passion for it, it's going to make it a lot easy to navigate those. So I would say definitely have that and also be committed, stay committed and don't give up. Because the only person that loses is the person that gives up. 
So I would say, even if it's not moving as fast as you would like it, just keep on doing it. Keep on wake up every day with that excitement and wake up every day, make, you know, being productive to grow your business. And like I said, it might not happen overnight, but then again, that's why you hire people like us to help you. All right. And I, and I'm a firm believer that no one can do this one thing called life or business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you need to collaborate. Um, the Bible says, and I, and I, I'm strong with my, my faith. You ask and you should receive. I ask this of every last one of my guests. And the reason why I ask this is because people that follow um, RMK production or watch or listen to talking wit, W-I-T, Kevin and son, I believe they have a higher call to action. My followers or listeners don't walk by an accident or drive by, they stop to help. I've had three people that I've asked this question since August, 2021, that their dream has come true. So I'm gonna ask you, ASK, if you had one ask, and you knew that someone out there could help bring that dream come true. And I'm going to say to you, ask big. I've had one person say, I want to have a seat um, by uh, Oprah Winfrey. And she happened to be 20 years old. And I said, let me explain this to you. If, oh, wow. I, if I took a chair and put you behind Oprah Winfrey while she sat on uh, a panel with some of the most important people throughout the world, I have just granted you your wish you got a chair, a seat behind Oprah Winfrey. So I, I'm going to ask you in great detail to think about it, exhale, inhale, exhale a couple of times and ask big because I know someone's going to help you make this dream come true. I, at the end of the day, I want to help people and I want to show that the relationship with an agency can be so much more. And what I would ask is that if you own a business and if you are looking to market, or even if you've worked with a past agency, some people are like, oh no, I've worked in an agency before. I don't, I don't like, they've had a bad experience. It really puts a sour taste in their mouth. I would say, give us the opportunity, give us the opportunity to learn about your business, to learn about you and let us help you build a plan that's going to, to work for your business. And I think that's Really the big ask is just give us that opportunity to meet you and to learn about you and to help you better yourself and your company. Uh, we take a lot of pride in that and we are very motivated in helping people. And that's really what it's about. Um, all the relationships that we've had, we just hit our two years uh, for KJ Marketing Group this month. And so the year three is about growth for KJ Marketing Group. And that's what we wanna do. We wanna grow, but we want to grow with really good clients. So I would say if you are interested, visit our website, www.kjmarketinggroup.com and give us the opportunity to know you and to learn about you and your business. And we can just go from there. And I didn't even have to go ahead and, and ask you, how do people reach you again? <laughs> and that, that's info at K, K, KJ Marketing Group. Is it dot com? Dot com. Yes. Dot, the, dot com. I, right. I, um, do you want to leave our, our, our listeners and viewers with uh, anything? Um, uh, attach it to be it personal, or it could be in regards to um, this month of the woman, this year of the woman, the life of a woman, <laughs> a woman to woman. What would you like to leave us with? I say with women, let's empower each other. And that's really what it's about. It's not about, um, you know, trying a lot of times you feel like you're having to go against another woman in some type of force. And I think that we're seeing now that a lot of us are empowering each other. So if you have a, if there's a woman that, you know, that's starting their business, 
you know, be an ambassador for them. Um, if you know another woman that has a goal and you could, you could maybe introduce them to somebody that can help them achieve that goal, make those introductions. Let's continue to help each other and continue to empower each other this month. And of course, every other month after that. And, and with that said, we've covered a lot of information. We've got to know Christina on a personal and at a professional level. She has dropped some knowledge on us and hopefully that you've been a sponge and you've absorbed and you've, you've digested this knowledge. And hopefully some parts of this conversation and this interview have enlightened you and touched you in a way that you, you're changing the way that not only do you look at the world as how you interact with people. Mm -hmm. um, if you like what you've heard and listened to, please subscribe and follow us on our YouTube page at RMK Productions and Network. Or if you want more information or how you could be a guest on uh, RMK Production or talking with Kevin and Son or any of our podcasts as part of 10 United, you can reach us at info at rmkproductions.net. My grandfather always said, when you get to a point in your life that you can help someone out, it is your duty to do so. Mm -hmm. He says, reach one, teach one. And for you young ladies, especially the child with the big dream, I want you to look at Miss Christina. And I want you to put your face in this chair, in this interview, and said, this could be me one day. Or if you're, if you're a mom with a supporting husband and a daughter or a son or a son that's on his way and says that I have a dream and I want to do this, don't wait for tomorrow. The best time to get anything done is just right now. Take mm -hmm. Christina's lead and follow her. And if you're a business person, even in the same business, connect with Miss Christina and say, how can we collaborate together and make this grow? All right. Christina, I want to thank you so much, so much for um, being our guest um, um, today. Um, thank you, Kevin. Women's Week, Women's Year. This is the world of women. And I thank the men that support you, that protect you, that encourage you, and to push you out center stage and let you do your thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Tell your it was a pleasure. A pleasure talking with you, Kevin. Always. Uh, it's a pleasure. And remember, you, you've got a son coming into this world. We got to get the world ready for him. Kevin is a good name. Uh, <laughs> adapt this hashtag. Find one thousand reasons to be kind to someone. And remember this: reach one, teach one, and we're going to fade the black, and we're out. 